Welcome to the Apologia Podcast, the audio-only archive of the Apologia YouTube channel. Note that some content was designed to go with visuals, but the imagination can be a powerful thing. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving it a 5-star rating on the podcast app you're using now to help us reach more people. Or, since this endeavor is ad-free, consider going a step further and supporting us for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash But for now, let's get to the episode, posted October 3rd, 2022, titled How to Come Out as Atheist Slash Non-Religious, featuring Neil the 604 Atheist. When you've deconverted from a religion and you want to tell your still religious friends or family, it doesn't matter if you're 16 or 66, it can be difficult or even dangerous. Well, in this video, we've got you covered with the best coming out tips that we've learned from talking to hundreds of formerly religious people. I always ask them this one question. I say, if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, what advice would you give your younger self? We've got counsel for before, during, and after your tough conversations. So let's get to it. I'm Paul, a former Christian who looks at the claims of Christians. And joining me today is Neil the 604 Atheist, a man born to Catholic parents. But it's you don't have kids outside of marriage kind of thing. So I was put up for adoption. I was raised in the Jewish faith. I do a little show called Deconversion Stories, and I've talked to over 450 people about how they found their way out of their former beliefs. A lot of it can be similar, but every story is unique. Before you make any kind of overture, there are a few things you can do to prepare your mind and your psyche to be ready for possible negative reactions or even positive reactions. Morality does not need to be attached to your former beliefs. Morality doesn't come from religion. It's your actions and your impact on others that make you good, not blind adherence to rules. There are many, many people out there that have never been religious that are upstanding moral citizens. You deserve to be happy. And intellectually honest. And having amazing experiences. Your post-religious life isn't rebellion or wanting to sin, it's embracing whatever makes your one and only life the best. You're not obligated to suppress yourself to meet someone else's expectations. Remember that outside of church, your, your, your pastors or priests or whatever you had, they really don't hold any power outside of that community. The imagined consequences that they can threaten are irrelevant to the new people you will eventually find. You don't have to defend yourself. You're informing people about your decision, not inviting challenges that may be emotionally charged. You don't owe anyone access to your thoughts or process. I wouldn't try to getting into sort of debates about stuff like that. Particularly that day. You don't have to fix other people like you don't have to drag other people with you. It's natural to want to rescue your loved ones, but your first responsibility is to yourself. Secure your own air mask first. Maybe they will follow, but it will take time and circumstances outside of your control. Not your job. And at least with every conversation that I've had with people, you find out that they've left you behind. You've been kicked out of the community or you've been disfellowshipped or, or something along those lines. And that's going to sting too, right? You can't predict how each individual will react, but some will choose distance. This is an awful reality but a little less awful if you're prepared for it up front. And some may return to you in time, as long as it's not you closing the door. 
And most importantly, even if you don't see it now, allow the thousands of us on the other side to assure our former selves. It'll eventually get better for you. So you've decided that you want to come out now. Just remember that you don't have to come out. What I mean is you don't have to tell anyone that you're coming out as an atheist or an agnostic or whatever it is you're going to. You don't have to do that. You don't owe anyone access to your inner thoughts. Especially if you're still living at home and you're financially dependent on them. Unless you're very confident that they will allow you to stay. You really should wait until you are independent enough to actually move from home and then you can have those tough conversations with your folks. Perhaps use your remaining years there to quietly soak in their opinions and arguments like an enemy spy, testing your new worldview to see if it has better answers. You don't want to also be kicked out because I've had folks on the show that that's happened to. But if you're being abused, like definitely get out of there as quickly as you can. Your physical safety and mental well-being are most important. Get out now and have conversations later, if and when it's safe to do so. There are secular resources to help you with this, and we've linked a few in the video description. If you've decided to come out to people, you have to realize that there are going to be consequences, and they're not always going to be easy. Some of them might be able to brush off, but a lot of times there's going to be consequences that can leave you in a very precarious situation. So you have to prepare for that sort of thing. You have to make sure that you're ready for anything. Let's be real. You're ready for anything because you never know what can happen once you've started down that path. Never assume that they're going to keep your secret. So make sure it's somebody that you trust like full out or else you, there's a chance for some disaster there. You might think you've got great loving family around you, great loving friends around you, but many times have I spoken to people where they thought exactly that and it turned out that they were pretty much the opposite of exactly that. So when you come out, it's smart to do it on your terms and not someone else's terms. You've prepared your mind. You've prepared your circumstances. It's time to come out. Here's one option that can help with the prior considerations. You can do it gradually. You don't have to drop a big bomb on everyone right away. You don't have to gather the whole family up and say, by the way, guys, I don't believe anymore. Instead, test the waters by expressing doubt about peripheral doctrines. Maybe the exact nature of hell, or angels, or was Jonah really in a fish? Try a little what we call street epistemology type questions. You could say, how do you feel about what the priest was talking about last Sunday or stuff like that. You can gauge their reactions to these before going for the throat. In a little while, they might be so used to your doubts that your conclusion is not a surprise. When we hear bad news, our first reactions are usually about how they affect us. Your loved ones may naturally feel betrayed or impacted or blame themselves. Remember and assure them this decision is entirely about you, not about them. You want to treat them with a little humility and some respect. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to respect the ideas that are behind all this, but definitely respect the people, especially if they're close friends and family for sure. Remember what it was like to believe what they still believe and treat them with empathy. They're going to want to debate you. You don't have to do that. Remember, you can get up and walk away and say, listen, we'll talk about this later when we've got cooler heads. But be firm. Your choice to not fight is not out of weakness of position, but from strength of conviction and respect for the relationship above proving yourself. They may not understand what you're going through. They may have been religious their whole lives, 
or be convinced beyond a sliver of doubt. It sucks, but you can't expect them to empathize with you. And they're going to be disappointed, so be prepared for that. How can they not be? You won't be joining them in their particular afterlife. But you can reassure them, I'm still your son, your daughter, your whatever you are, to them, your friend, your cousin, I still love you. They are probably content in their beliefs, and not on your truth quest. Everyone's timing is different. Remember that you were not ready for the truth until you were. Eventually, you never know. They might come down the same path that you're on. But that's unlikely to start on the day you tell them. Be patient. But you got to remember to set those boundaries in your conversations. If they start to get a little heated with you, take a break. Go into another room. Let them know. Listen, we don't even have to continue this conversation today if you don't want to. And perhaps to save the relationships that are most important to you, you might need to come to an agreement to a hard rule that you'll not talk about religion. Let's just talk about the Seahawks game or whatever, something like that, or the last movie we saw. Many of the folks that did keep good relationships, they just don't talk about it often. Like they won't go into it often. A few of them have come to me and said, you know, I kept a good relationship with my family, my friends. That includes sending memes, articles, or posting passive aggressive messages on social media. If we're talking about stuff and these topics come up, I just let them know that they're probably not going to like my answers. So they may not want to get into that sort of a conversation, at least right now. If they can't respect this boundary, they don't respect you. Okay, so you've had one or more of the difficult conversations. There are still some next steps on your non-religious journey that those who have gone before would tell you. And what I wish had happened is that somebody I knew and respected had just said, hey, your feelings are valid. Your thoughts are valid. You might even have correct arguments, but for a little while, just shut up. Seriously, just shut up for a few years, three or four years and listen. That way, on the other side of it, you can engage with people in ways that might have had an opportunity to work on you. And while you're doing that, you're this nice, new, freshly polished atheist. Create a second anonymous account on your social media platforms of choice dedicated specifically for honing your new non-religious identity. You can make up a pseudonym for yourself if you like, like I did with the 604 Atheist. This has several advantages. The first is to spare your still religious loved ones some grief. They don't need to be constantly exposed to your process and your harshest criticisms. It will also help to keep those boundaries we talked about earlier. Because you don't really want to stir up a hornet's nest while you're doing this, because then they're going to go off the rails. And that's happened many times with the people that I've spoken to. Fight with strangers, not family. Second, we know that social media algorithms are designed to create echo chambers where you hear the voices you most agree with. But you're a new person now. Start that process fresh with new thinkers you didn't expose yourself to before. And third, it's a conduit to finding new community. Maybe attract some folks that are on your journey as well. Whether it's a local community or an online one. And speaking of finding a new community... You will eventually find a replacement community. I did. And now I host shows where I'm able to bring people into that community. Whatever social benefits your former religion brought you, try to fill them elsewhere. And this new community doesn't have to have atheism at its center. Take up a new sport or hobby. Find a group that likes the media you like. It can be 
whatever you want it to be. Just find a, a group of people that you're comfortable in chatting with about stuff like that. You've rejected something, your former religion, but you don't need to be in a rush to immediately replace it with a new worldview. You want to make sure that you're comfortable with who you are. That's the most important thing is you have to be comfortable with who you are now. There are a lot of labels out there. Atheist, materialist, philosophical naturalist, determinist, spiritual, liberal, moral relativist, and on and on. Without orthodoxy to worry about, you can make up your own mind about questions. Or don't. You don't need any new labels that you don't choose for yourself. And while you're fresh to all these new possibilities, it can be helpful to find an author, a speaker, or a friend who helps you articulate your thoughts. The non-religious world has been expressing ideas for centuries, and you can stand on their shoulders. I always suggest maybe start a meetup club where you get together at a coffee shop and you say you know, it might be just a handful of you, which I've actually done myself. And you just bounce ideas off each other, especially if you're still in the coming out phase. And, you know, well, how did you handle it? Well, I, you know, I did this, I did this. And you can bounce these ideas off of each other. If, when you found your new footing, the topics of religions and worldviews still interest you, research best practices in critical thinking. Research the science that your old community may have suppressed. The question of evolution, because let's face it, a lot of folks, for some reason, just deny that it's a thing. But there's lots of resources out there to learn all about this stuff. No one's asking you to become a biochemist or an anthropologist or something like that. And explore counter-apologetics, the arguments against religious arguments. Look for debates that you can watch to see how they do it. It's okay to be wrong because you're going to be wrong once in a while. So you have to accept that that's going to be a thing. Religions simply cannot admit to being wrong. But post-religion, we embrace it. Don't be afraid to be wrong, but always correct yourself if you are wrong, which is what science does. This may include doubting your religious doubts, and that's okay too. The other phrase that religions hate is, I don't know. It sucks not to know. But it's okay not to know things. Not knowing is better than unwarranted certainty. It's natural to be embarrassed about having been fooled for years, or to be angry about life experience sacrificed and traumas willfully endured. But... Always forgive yourself, because you're the only one that's really going to do it. You did the best with the information you had. You were indoctrinated, and it wasn't your fault. You just went along with whatever was being spoken about or being taught to you as being the way, <laughs> to use a Mandalorian quote. This is the way. This is the way. You can waste what's left of your life on regrets, or you can come to terms and make the most of your next chapter. Religion already took enough from you. A lot of folks ended up being angry. You got to remember, nobody was intending to lie to you. They grew up in this. Now you're growing up in this. And the people that taught them grew up in it as well. It's okay to be angry, but realize that it wasn't an intentional thing. Sometimes the only answer to letting go of anger is time. So give yourself time. And the other thing that will need time is... One of the biggest issues of folks leaving religion, if it's a part of that religion, is the letting go of the hell, the fear of hell. Many folks that I spoke to said when they started out, one of the first things they thought of, oh my goodness, I'm having these questions, I'm having these doubts, I'm going to go to hell. And that's a tough one. In your mind, you know it doesn't exist, but an intellectually irrational fear is no less a visceral fear. It's a tough one to overcome. It takes time. It takes a lot of conversations. 
my advice is to find folks that don't have hell in their beliefs. That might help to alleviate some of it. It did for a few folks that I spoke with, but it takes time. And even some that I've had on the show that have been out of it for years still have that lingering. But don't, don't give up. You'll eventually realize that that was all part of the indoctrination process. And it's going to take time to heal from that sort of stuff as well. So let that happen. Be around people that are going to help you do that as well. They're going to support you and they're going to put you in the right path, I guess you could say, and that'll ultimately help you mentally as well. If you're still having issues, and I link on every single one of my episodes, you have links below multiple sources that you can get some help from professionals with. If you're really that down and out, they have secular therapy. If you're previously receiving pastoral counseling or Christian counseling, you need to stop that sham immediately and find a licensed, accredited secular therapist. Which you can find on my interviews at the bottom. I have the links for that, and they're part of recovering from religion. There are folks out there that are absolutely willing to help you. Dr. Daryl Ray, a friend of mine, has done so much work in this field, and he's helped a lot of people. So never be afraid to reach out and find these folks, because they can and will help you. Now, before I take off, Paul, I do want to say this to your listeners that might be in this position that we've been talking about throughout this video. We're behind you. And I'll let you know right now, there's an entire community of people that would instantly step up to be behind you as well. You're wanted, you're valid, and you have a ton of folks here that have got your back. So keep that in mind on your journey out of your former beliefs. If it would do you good to listen to some of the over 450 deconversion stories that Neil has documented, including my own, tap on the link on screen now and subscribe to his channel. I'll see you over there. Later.